In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and buy sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away oh yeah he's speaking the truth it is the collector and the dealer episode 25 the industry Hotter now than ever. I'm Chuck Oliver. I am the collector. He's Joe Davis. He's the dealer. Joe, how you doing today? Man, I am doing great, Chuck. The industry, as you said, is on fire, and there's so much to talk about. Uh, Joe, before we even get there, tell folks uh, how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, they can uh, find our company on GotBaseballCards.com, on YouTube under Got Baseball Cards, Joe Davis. Um, our retail store is out in Loganville, Georgia, and so we uh, have plenty of ways to serve customers around the globe. Yeah, and we are brought to you each week by Oxygen Financial. Oxygen Financial, breathe easy. Uh, you can get in touch with Ted or Tyler or anybody at Oxygen Financial, uh, and they will be able to tell you about taxes, investments, uh, just all manner of life insurance, which is one thing that uh, I got through them, and they saved me a lot of money. I even got a better policy. So it's just complete financial services at Oxygen Financial. have been my personal consultants for years now, and they've really got my wife and I in a good place. Uh, Joe also brought to us by uh, sports card investor Jeff Wilson and his crew. Yeah, Jeff's a great guy, a great friend to this industry. I highly recommend anyone who wants uh, more knowledge of the industry, investing, trading, whatever, look at his site uh, because he provides so much great analytical data there. Absolutely. And you're listening to the podcast right now, Collector and the Dealer. Go ahead and click uh, subscribe on this thing so you get it every single week when we release uh, Thursday or Friday ahead of the weekend. Uh, Just subscribe to it and you will be set. All right, let's talk about the current state of the hobby, or I guess we got to call it the industry with so much interest. And I'm talking mainstream news services, ABC, um, you name it. ESPN, of course, uh, but they're sports anyway, Joe. There is so much going on in the industry right now. Um, just tell me over the last seven, eight months, uh, what has happened in the industry and how surprising it has been to you? Yeah, well, you know, I just came out of the industry summit, which is a meeting of dealers from across the globe. And and uh, just the talk was, it was unanimous. Just it, we've never seen it better. We've never seen there more demand for our products. Uh, you're right, main. I mean, I, I just did an interview with Yahoo Sports yesterday as we record this. I had question after question about what's going on with the hobby. Uh, there's so many people returning to the hobby, so many people digging deeper into the hobby, so much money coming off Wall Street and coming into the card market. It's just uh, amazing to see. 
And let's talk about some of the new products as well, because, um, you know, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago. I give every card company so much credit. Uh, they have really taken what is essentially a piece of paper. It's a piece of cardboard, and they have made it hot, relevant, interesting, different. Uh, so many companies across the spectrum. Talk about some of the current new product that it's got a price tag on it. And, brother, we can't get enough of it, Joe. Yeah, I mean, you got to start right now. Um, my uh, store manager, Steve, called me Saturday. I was off, and he was like, well, we did about 10,000 in boxes a day, and it was almost all 2020 football. And so uh, people love the fact that we've got three starting quarterbacks that are rookies, so that's driving the products. Uh, one of the ringleaders is the brand-new XR football, uh, has two autos, one memorabilia, uh, including a rookie jersey auto per box, and they're beautiful cards. This year, Panini stuck a bunch of random one-of-one -one cards in the product as well. So every box has numbered parallels. Um, then for the high end, one of the really hot ones is the new Spectra football, which does put you back about $700 a box, but there are it's super high-end technology, chrome, thick cards, four autographs, and six memorabilia with a rookie patch. And of course, there's always a shot at Burrow to uh, Herbert, you know, a lot, a lot of these young, young rookie stars. What about uh, some of the, and this is the interesting thing to me, Joe, because it used to be the industry was standard. You'd start really some baseball cards in March or April, and then in around, I don't know, September, October, there'd be some football and all the baseball would be gone. That is not what it is anymore. Talk about some yeah. of the recent baseball issues, the top Sapphire. I know the gold label's coming out, triple threads. I mean, Joe, it, it's November next week, and we've got brand new, like a lot of brand new baseball product. Yeah, I mean, with the with the season getting pushed back this year, some products got pushed back as well because we had that time period without really anything. But you're right, Gold Label just came out. Uh, we opened one of those on our YouTube channel to show customers. They've got a, a thick gold chunk autograph card in every box, uh, and they're re they're you know still under a hundred dollars a box. Um, uh, everyone is hyped about 2020 tops update, which is supposed to come out around November seventh. Uh, which, of course, will have some of the new rookie cards and then secondary rookie cards of, of other young stars that came out this year. That product has been spectacular the last few years. You mentioned the Sapphire, which was a Topps online-only release. So we have not had enough of that to open a pack. You know, it has come and gone, but beautiful cards, and uh, it's been very popular the last couple of years because of the quality and the low production. And you mentioned that, the low production, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and brag on Joe a little bit. Uh, he is an authorized, certified, every kind of dealer you can imagine when it comes to cards. He has every one of those those labels from the companies. Um, in fact, you are one of Top's largest, I don't know, maybe the largest in the state of Georgia, uh, dealer of Top's material, and you got two boxes. Of, you got two of Top Sapphire, and they were both gone before you even got them in. Yeah, they are uh... – that's a super limited release and that yeah that one didn't even came through my direct account you had to be a member of the uh what they call the montgomery club and it was a special membership i signed up for a couple of years ago and then they they offer a special product off 
things, but in incredibly limited quantities. So yeah, you talk about scarce, that is a scarce modern product right there. You know, it's funny because I remember we, uh, we had Dr. James uh, Beckett on several episodes ago and he mentioned, you know, the grading company has my name on it. I'm not looking for better grades. I just want my cards back. Um, yeah. And it's the same sort of thing. It's like, you got as much status with tops as possible. And they're like, yeah, you get two. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about one thing that I have been doing as well, and we'll get into this a little more uh, in a in a later episode. But uh, I have actually started going in, uh, going back, and filling in some gaps in my collection. And when I say gaps, I mean the Sahara Desert. When it comes to basketball and football cards, I basically was starting from zero. Uh, eighty six, eighty seven Fleer. That could be its own episode for us to talk about how unbelievably important. It's a great set, but it's also an important set, Joe. I want to go to the next two years because that seems to be where the blue sky is for an investor. Um, and that's what I'm doing here. Um, I love the cards and they're awesome, but I'm looking at the second year Fleer and then the third issue of Fleer. And I'm seeing like Isaiah Thomas. That's not Michael Jordan popularity wise, but I'm getting a Hall of Famer's first card for like $25. Uh, and there are even better deals than that. Talk specifically about those two sets and just what your feel is for them. So you want in for the 80, 87 and 88. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, the next two years, I mean, everybody knows about the 86. The 87, there's not much in the way of rookie cards. I mean, the Jordan is still the best card, even though it's the second year. However, when you get into the graded side of things, there are some, some serious, uh, there's some serious money uh, on the high end. I mean, I'm looking through one of my PSA price guides here. They got Dale Ellis going for two grand for a PSA 10. So there, there is some money out there. Um, it was, I remember as, as a, a teenager when I bought some 87 Fleer and I was dating Jane and she was like, why aren't you buying basketball? <laughs> you know, and if only I had bought the entire box, you know, because those are thousands of boxes Now the real, the, there's a lot more of a chase in the 88 set because there's so many rookie cards, the 88, 89 set, you've got Stockton, you've got Pippen, you've got Rodman, you got Reggie Miller. Uh, and so you've got several Hall of Fame rookie cards in there. And I, I think there's definitely some upward potential there. I think Stockton is so undervalued. I mean, what's the all-time assist leader, all-time steal leader? And, I mean, raw, you can still buy those for, you know, $15. Absolutely. And, and this is funny because, Joe, you know, we talked earlier. Um, the first year I really started spending every penny I could get my hands on on wax packs was 77 And when I would get that bright orange checklist, to me it wasn't even, quote, a real card. Well, now we know the checklists are incredibly valuable because there are a lot of kids who look like me. Either you wrote on it or you threw it away. Um, I got to say, with these early FLIR sets, I viewed the same, the stickers, because there was going to be like maybe 12 cards and then a sticker in each pack. And the stickers were all, that's not even a real card. Stickers have unbelievable value, especially in top shape right now. Yeah, because uh, you got multiple things going on. First of all, a lot of people didn't save the stickers. Uh, often the card stock is a little softer. The centering is typically terrible on those things. They do not grade well. They're often miscut. A lot of them are diagonal cut. And so, yeah, there's huge money on, on the high grades on those stickers from both all really all three years. All right, folks, if you've appreciated some of this uh, talk about the second and third issue from Fleer in the late 80s, um, there is more to come in a future episode about that. And it's pretty interesting um, what I have been able to, to go out and get accomplished in a relatively short amount of time uh, as far as going back. And I'm talking about 
getting James Worthy. I'm talking about getting Bill Walton, Dominique Wilkins, Isaiah Thomas, all of these Hall of Famers at unbelievable prices in the second and third issues of the Fleers, and it's already a 33-year-old card of a Hall of Famer. So uh, we will talk more about that in a a future episode, and I'm really excited about it. All right, Joe, uh, I appreciate uh, all the input on that front. We're going to take a quick break and come back. Uh, We have a special interview that I promise if you're collecting and you're thinking about investing, there is something for everybody in this next interview. That's next on The Collector and the Dealer. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. I told you we're here because of support from Oxygen Financial. They're a sponsor of the collector and the dealer, but where my wife and I are, that's also in part thanks to Oxygen Financial. We have been personal clients of Oxygen for several years now, and originally it was for help with our taxes, looking to pay what we're supposed to, but not more. And we had been paying more for years, actually, it turned out. With Oxygen's help, that immediately changed for the better. And my wife and I decided, let's see what Oxygen thinks of our investments and overall strategy. Well, three years later, after making that choice, I can tell you we breathe easier when it comes to the market than at any time before getting with Oxygen Financial. And that's including the current issues all of us everywhere are dealing with. If you might have a question about where you and your family are, any at all, take the step we did and visit OxygenFinancial.com. You can get a free copy of Oxygen's 21-Day Budget Cleanse, as well as Oxygen's guide on how to save up to $100,000 in taxes in 2020, just for telling them you heard Chuck talking about it. Breathe easier about life. Visit (laughs) OxygenFinancial.com. A popular thought in the sports card world is that there's two camps, those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, sportscardinvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports Card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com. Welcome back to The Collector and the Dealer. I'm still Chuck Oliver. He's still Joe Davis. And we got a really special guest now. Uh, I tell you every week that uh, Oxygen Financial is a company that has done so many good things for me and my wife. Uh, well, believe me, Oxygen Financial can help everybody listening to this right now. I want to welcome on uh, from Oxygen Financial, a good friend of mine, a guy who has, again, helped uh, get my wife and I, our personal uh, accounting ledger, in, in, in a good shape. Uh, from Oxygen Financial, it is Tyler Huck. Uh, Tyler, welcome, brother. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. I've enjoyed listening so far. Yeah, I appreciate you making time to join uh, me and Joe. And you are a financial advisor from uh, Oxygen Financial. Talk about just some of the different services uh, that Oxygen and you and Ted and everybody up there provides. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're a, we're a, a family shop, and we can fi- we can focus on anything that is in regards to your finances, uh, financial planning, whether it be for retirement, 
education planning or, or simply wealth management, uh, we can help with it all. We're, uh, we're trained, certified financial planners uh, and a fiduciary. So we do what's in the best interest of the client. And like I said, I, I've told people that just what I've been, I've saved on taxes and then uh, the cost of my life insurance uh, through oxygen. It has just been uh, a really awesome relationship for several years. Uh, how can folks get in touch with uh, you and everybody at oxygen? And it's pretty simple. You just go to oxygenfinancial.com. You can actually request a, a, a free consultation with one of our advisors here. We call ourselves private CFOs. So request a consultation with one of our private CFOs and just go to oxygenfinancial.com. All right, I'm going to start with the most basic question possible, and it's, is investing in sports cards a viable option? Uh, stocks, real estate, bullion, there are so many more traditional ways. Me, Tyler, I'm going with cardboard. Uh, tell me about this. <laughs> well, Chuck, as you know, you never want to put all your eggs into one basket, but certainly, I mean, uh, sports cards and other collectibles are considered an asset, and uh, just like any financial plan, uh, you know, I would advise any of my clients to to kind of spread the wealth and and look at stocks and real estate as more traditional assets. But certainly, uh, sports cards, especially you know the value that we've seen or the rise in value we've seen over the last couple uh, years, certainly provide a, a great piece of a financial plan and an asset on a balance sheet. Well, Tyler, I'm, since I am the dealer here, and I appreciate you being with us, I'm going to ask you a big picture question, both for myself and for other retailers, because I just came out of the industry summit event, and this question came up. A lot of sports car dealers have had a great year, and they're sitting here towards the end of the year saying, we've made you know good profit this year, and how do we invest in the future of our business with some deductible things that we can do here towards the end of the year? that'll still benefit us down the road, but help us on our taxes before the end of the year. Got any suggestions there? Yeah, certainly. Uh, there are, there's a list of deductions and, and I would work heavily with a tax advisor to find out which deductions as far as expenses you can take for the business, but certainly things like advertising and promotional expenses. Maybe if you're shipping out cards, um, looking at maybe stocking up on postage, some, some equipment for the business, whether it be computer or software, uh, internet expenses, things like that, that can be deductible to a business, but can also help you actually grow the business forward uh, are certainly things to look at. And then if you're actually looking at just not only growing your, your business, but potentially growing your, your retirement, you can add, uh, you know, even if you're a solo business owner or you got a couple employees, you can add a retirement plan within your company and be able to put away deductible dollars that go towards your retirement in the future. So you can actually help kind of your business with some of the expenses and then your, you know, your business as a family, your, your family business uh, in the form of saving for retirement. Continuing with Tyler Huck from Oxygen Financial. Tyler, uh, let's talk insurance. And I don't know if you got a couple of unopened boxes, of 88 tops. Uh, all right. You don't need insurance. But um, obviously, with some of the prices that, you know, you've been referencing as well, what's happened, especially with vintage over the past couple of years, but then the modern product, my gosh, um, when you're dealing with, I don't know, a $10,000 card or a million-dollar card, uh, what are the insurance options for that? Yeah, so I get this question actually more than you'd think. And a lot of people assume that your, your homeowner's insurance policy or your renter's insurance policy would cover something like this if there was to be a fire or a flood or a theft. But the fact of the matter is, is most homeowner's insurance policies are going to probably deny your coverage completely on no! something like a uh oh. Yes. Or, or at least uh, heavily limit 
the coverage on some of your non-household items. You know, homeowners will cover personal property like clothing and, and kitchen utensils and furniture, but they're not going to help you. There's going to be very little coverage, if at all, for collectibles. So and you got a PSA 10 Luka Doncic rookie card uh, that's worth ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. You may be forced to look at some sort of specialty insurer, which do exist, to actually cover that type of collectible or card. All right, well, Tyler, since uh, we are collectors and dealers on this show, do you collect anything? And if so, and if not, we can talk and take care of that. But uh, tell us anything <laughs> you collect sports-related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I grew up, uh, I'm a, a child of the 90s. I'm 34 years old. And so I grew up in kind of that 90s era where I know most of my card collection probably not worth much money. But, you know, when uh, I'm just I'm kind of like uh, a lot of people recently, which is, you know, late fall last year, I started seeing a lot of excitement around the industry again. I know I'm a big sports guy. Uh, and so I kind of want to get involved with that. And then as you saw, you know, the pandemic hit, it, it really seemed like cards really took off. And so I haven't been as much into the vintage side like Chuck is. I've been more of a modern guy. I'm a big Braves fan living here in Atlanta. So try to collect Acuna when I can, although the prices have been crazy. But I've certainly kind of – I've been able to dive, dive in and, and get back invested into one of my childhood favorite hobbies. It's been, it's been unbelievable. Tyler, uh, one final question from me. Uh, um, I was at the National, I think this was two years ago, and I'm collecting 65 Tops football, you know, the tall boys, and the Namath card is the one you have to have there. Well, I'm at a dealer's table, and I am getting like a 50 or $60 card there. I see the guy next to me start peeling off 80 $100 bills for a mid-grade Namath. Um, so that, that's, that's what he invested his $8,000 in. I'm just going to like fast forward a couple of years now, because I think that was the 18 national. Um, if he sells that for, I don't know, $30,000, whatever it appreciated, we saw some PSA 10 Jordan rookies, you know, just over the course of the last dance go from about 40, 45,000 to 70, 75,000. If I sell that, am I on the hook for capital gains or do I just need to make sure I do it at a card show where it's an all cash transaction? <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm never going to be an advocate of skirting your taxes, certainly. But, uh, you know, so capital gains do come into play. Uh, I, and so I'll just do a breakdown of how stocks work just to give you a comparison. With stocks, if you buy a stock and you sell it in less than a year from when you bought it, your, your gain that you're going to pay is going to be your ordinary income tax rate. So, you know, let's say you bought $50,000 worth of stock and it grows to 80000 that $30,000 gain is going to be taxed at your ordinary income rate. Now, if you hold it for over a year and you sell it, uh, you're going to be at a long-term capital gain rate, which is going to be based upon uh, your, your income rate again, but you're going to be at 0, 15% or at the high end, 20%. So you get a little bit of a break on your long-term gains. For, for, for collectibles and cards, short-term capital gain remains the same, ordinary income rate, but your long-term capital gain rate is going to be 28% no matter what, regardless of your income level. So it's going to be considerably higher for a majority of Americans than the capital gains rate on stocks. Well, there you go. Uh, all kinds of expert input there and uh, very usable stuff, and I mean on an immediate basis. Tyler, I appreciate you making time, carving it out today. Uh, tell everybody again how they can get in touch with you and everybody at Oxygen Financial. Yeah, go to OxygenFinancial.com. You can request a free consultation with one of our private CFOs. You can mention you heard us on the Collector and the Dealer podcast to get our ebooks on year-end tax moves to make and best places to invest post-election 
absolutely free. Just go to oxygenfinancial.com. All right, Tyler Huck, uh, Tyler Huck from Oxygen Financial. Appreciate your time, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chuck. So that's Tyler from Oxygen Financial. Like I said, they've done so many great things for me and my wife over the years, and now I'm applying it all to my collection as well. Uh Oh, what do I hear? Joe buys a box. All right, Joe, the man said you're buying a box ahead of the weekend. What are you going to get? What's it going to cost? And what are you going to find inside? Well, as I've shared with our listeners, my favorite sport to collect is basketball. And so, of course, I've got to pop a box of the brand-new Contenders 2020 Contenders Basketball Draft with six, count them, six autographs per box. Looking for LaMelo Ball, Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, any of these young uh, future stars. Uh, There's 18 cards per pack with only six packs per box, but one auto per pack. I had a uh, employee pop one of these this week. He pulled a uh, one of one printing plate auto. So really fun product. Uh, they are a little over 200 a box, but, um, again, six autographs, typically rookie autographs. So fun product and get to see a lot of the new rookie cards. Well, that's fantastic. My, uh, Chuck's vintage set of the week brought to you by oxygen financial, Joe, I'm going totally weird. And here's the thing. I remember getting I mean, a couple of these because I was a big milk buds fan, 1971 milk duds, baseball cards, um, Folks, I don't even know if Milk Duds are still sold, but Joe, growing up, do you remember you'd open the little cardboard box and there'd be a little wax bag inside with Milk Duds? Well, oh, in yeah. 1971, they decided, well, let's increase because they, they were losing market share to the candy companies, the candy bars. And they said, well, let's put baseball cards on the back of it. And it was an officially licensed product by Major League Baseball and the new Players Association. Uh, and so you had the logos and everything else on there. They ain't great looking photos. They're the either black and white or they're actually more the I guess they called the sepia tone. Um, right. But there's 69 of them. It was practically the entire Cubs roster for some reason. Uh, but they're just cool cards, especially if the box has been folded flat versus hand cut. Joe, do you have any experience with these? Do you ever even see any of these come across your your, your counter? It's I don't recall any specifically, but, you know, I always say cavities and cards always go well together. I mean, you know, any product, uh, you know, because uh, as a kid, of course, it was the gum that produced the cavities. But Milk Duds would have done that, too. And so, yeah, I loved Milk Duds as a kid. But uh, how many years did they make those? Uh, It was just 1971. 71, okay. So, yeah, it was a little before my time of buying, obviously, but uh, as a kid, that is. But, uh I always love any products where they combine cards and candy. So, and it's interesting that there were a lot of Cubs. I wonder if their photographer just hung out in Chicago and uh, didn't uh, didn't go around the country much for the rest of the set. Oh yeah, in fact, the like the entire 1970 Cubs starting lineup is there. Um, it's just it's just kind of weird. Like I said, there's only um, what 69 cards total. Uh, 37 National League players, and 10 of them were Cubs. Uh, but it also includes Pete Rose, Harmon Killebrew. There's a Brooks Robinson for you, which was even double printed, Joe. So if you don't add a 71 Milk Duds Brooks Robinson soon, then I'm going to seriously doubt your fandom for Brooks. Yeah, uh, I'm going to hunt one of those down for sure. <laughs> but the entire 1971 Milk Duds said it's awesome. Like I said, look for the boxes that have been – obviously the candy was eaten, lay it flat, and you have a great collectible. It's almost like some of the hostess panels and other things. And, and what do you say, cavities and cards, it's always a good mix? 
That's right. Um, yeah, whether it was Frosted Flakes or Milk Duds or whatever, man, they found a lot of ways to get baseball cards into the hands of kids in the 70s. Uh, that is going to wrap up this episode of The Collector and the Dealer. Certainly appreciate everybody's time. When you're listening to this, to this click subscribe, and you will get it every single week. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.